Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. You can also reach us at Justin Adams TV. Justin filling in for the rest of the week. As Mace said to me before he left for vacation, I need a break from you. And I said, I don't blame you. With that, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. You are not working with some big dealership that is selling volume. This really is an intimate buying experience because everyone deserves an experience like that, don't you think? You don't want to be treated like a number. You want to be treated like a person. And that's what you're going to get at Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. So whether it's a foreign car, domestic ride, luxury car, they've got the inventory. Unlike the big boys, honestly, they're going to get you the right car at the right price. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options. Go for a test drive today or find them at rmeurosport.com. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so... NFL.com, they did their final quarterback rankings for this past season. In the AFC West, Justin Herbert checked in at number four, Patrick Mahomes at number seven, Derek Carr at number 10. Now let's go to the NFC West, where Jimmy Garoppolo finished kind of down the list. Stafford, number five, Kyler Murray, number eight, Russell Wilson, number 11. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, was number two. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing from national pundits, it's not an unfair point. You know, if, if he went to the Broncos, I mean, look at that division. And we haven't even talked about Josh Allen being in the conference, right, right, right. Joe Burrow being in the conference, mm-hmm. you know, Trevor Lawrence, who eventually might become a great quarterback in the conference. Mm-hmm. If Stafford had no problems going to the NFC West, coming from the same division as the Packers, why would Rodgers? Why would Rodgers? Stafford gladly went to the Rams. Gladly. Now, granted, he wanted to get out of Detroit. For sure. And I understand that. That's one reason why, because he didn't experience winning when he was at Detroit. But I think he got to the playoffs twice while he was there. Uh, Yeah, three Three times. times. Three times. Oh, for three. Right. So you wanted to experience winning. You know you're going to a franchise where they see you as the piece for them, not only getting over the hump, but getting to the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. And oh, by the way. He had a close relationship with Sean McVay before right. he went there. Those guys were sipping margaritas in the Caribbean. Exactly. When the deal was consummated. So when you're talking about a close relationship, that could be one thing, obviously, with Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers. But when you ask the question, why would that be an issue? It shouldn't be an issue. I think maybe a lot of pundits, media guys like ourselves, are making more out of it than it really is. Because well, if, if you believe in your skills... If you believe in your skills, and as this ranking says, you're number two, right? Right. Tom Brady's retired, so now you're pretty much number one. Then you should say, I could go anywhere. Yeah, but it's a much, if we're being honest, it's a much easier road to get to the Super Bowl. In the oh, NFC. yeah. And, and Aaron Anderson and I had this conversation on Monday. Getting the Super Bowl in the AFC was not as difficult in the 1980s mm-hmm. 
as it was in the NFC when you had the Chicago Bears, the Washington Redskins, the Giants, and the 49ers That's or Joe right. Montana. That's right. I understand Dan Marino, Kelly, and Elway were all in the same division. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Kelly's teams didn't take off until 1990. Right. Marino went to one Super Bowl, never made it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the if I'm not mistaken, the Broncos went to two AFC championship games against which team? They went to three total right. against, against which Cleveland. team? Cleveland Browns. And who was the quarterback? Bernie Kosar. That's, right. That's all you had to do mm-hmm. was get by Bernie Kosar. Mm-hmm. In the NFC, you got to get by the Bears defense, Washington's defense, mm-hmm. the Giants defense, and Joe Montana and Roger Craig and San Francisco's defense. Can I give you another team, too, that we forget about a lot in the 80s? They didn't win it, but they were really good. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota went into San Francisco and upset San Francisco as well. Okay. So that's one of the teams that you also Who had to beat. Who was their quarterback the back then? Oh, God. That's a great question. I have no clue. It's not a Hall of Famer. No, I can no, tell you it, that. No, it's not a Hall of Famer, but that defense, they put together a performance in the mid-'80s where they just blew the doors I'll tell you this. off of San Francisco. I'll tell you this. That's a great question. i got to look that up. If for some reason... If for some reason Rodgers came here and got to the Super Bowl and won it, being as old as he is at mm-hmm. 39, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Was it Kramer, the quarterback? I Tommy think so. Kramer. Yeah, Tommy was Kramer. it Tommy Kramer? Yeah, for a lot of years. And then they had Wade Wilson in there as well. Tells you how old I am that I knew it was Good Tommy God. Kramer. Dude, you are old. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, I, 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 Mace would know that off the top of his head. But I digress. If Aaron Rodgers gets to the Super Bowl with the Broncos and wins the Super Bowl, that would be his crowning achievement. Yes. Getting through that gauntlet. I didn't even mention Burrow. Two Super Bowl titles. I think it'd be hard-pressed not to put him in the top three quarterbacks of all time if he can run this gauntlet through the AFC. So you get through, This is a legacy play. Yeah, you get through Patrick Mahomes. You get through Justin Herbert. You get through... Derek Carr, in your own division, right? Own division. Like those three guys. And by the way, in the rankings, all three, top ten. That's right. Okay, so you get by those guys. Then you're talking about Josh Allen. Burrow. And again, Burrow as well. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So you have six guys. Right. You have to get past. Right. There's only seven spots, right, in the in the playoffs. Last time right. I checked. Yep. So <laughs> technically, you got to get past six teams that should be in the playoffs every year. Right. Because the, the Ravens, they would have been in the playoffs this season if Lamar Jackson wasn't injured. Correct. And I would take it a step further. I don't think Joe Burrow at Cincinnati, I don't think they win the division if Lamar Jackson doesn't get injured. Right. Now, let's say Rodgers goes to the Broncos. Would this be the best division for quarterbacks in NFL history? Yes. The only thing that I can think of, and I'm going to the Wayback Machine, that would be close, just in terms of top tier, Mm -hmm. would be the AFC East Back in the 80s and early 90s with Marino and Kelly, both Hall of Famers. You could make the argument that I believe the AFC East, before the divisions were realigned, where it was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Other than that, I can't think of any other time where you had something like this. I'll give you something that has more balance. Mm -hmm. Okay, 2016, not that long ago, Okay, the NFC South, and I'm going to say 2016 for this reason. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. okay. Matt Ryan just came off no, an MVP. MVP. Yep. <clears throat> or excuse me, Cam, New- Cam Newton yeah. just came off an MVP. He wasn't as good in 2016, but he was just coming off of it. And Matt Ryan won the MVP that year. 
So you have back-to-back MVPs in the same division, and you also have Drew Brees and, oh, by the way, Jameis Winston. It's not a bad group. It's a great group. That is a terrific group. But is that better than potentially Rodgers, Herbert, Mahomes, and Carr? No, because when you look at Justin Herbert, he'll be going into year number three, and we both know that quarterbacks make a huge leap going from year two to year three. He doesn't need to make a leap. He's already there. But I know he's there. He's there. But when you look at the numbers, yeah. right, he could take him to a next level, right? He could elevate the defense. He could elevate this team to where you're not losing a game in the final game of the season, not making the playoffs. You're going to not only be in the playoffs, but you have a chance to be able to go and win a division, right? Patrick right. Mahomes, we know how good he's going to be. So that's another deal as well. And then Derek Carr, that's really the wild card because – is he going to stick around? How will he do with this new system with Josh McDaniels? Which I think that if he does stick around, he'll do very good under Josh McDaniels. Right. So now you have three of those guys, and then you put Aaron Rodgers there, a person who's already a Hall of Famer. Right. He's, he's pretty much he, he's playing with a gold jacket on. Okay. Right. So you break him in there. I mean, every week in that division will be a slugfest. And you'll just be pulling your hair out if you are the defensive coordinator in that division. Well, you and I don't have enough hair to pull Well, that's out. very true. Right. But I mean, just making... Yours is by choice, though. Yeah, but... Mine's not. Well, Although I just, just had hair transplant surgery, so eventually uh, I might be able to pull my hair out. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah, eventually is the main word. But eventually. I don't want to pull it out. I had to go through I had to go through a procedure. But like you said, eventually you get the hair. Eventually the Broncos will get a quarterback, right? right. I eventually. Want, listen, I want the option of pulling out my hair, and I think I'm going to get that option. Good. Yeah. I hope you do, because yeah. the Broncos will want the option of actually having a quarterback. Exactly. Well, and this is their chance to be able to do so. Well, I tell you what, they can get a quarterback in the draft. NFL.com's Bucky Brooks ranked mm-hmm. the top five players in every position. How did he rank his quarterbacks? Broncos sitting at number nine. They may get their pick of the litter. Then again, they might have to trade up, give up a first-round pick next year as well to get their guy give me a guy who might be worth that that's next Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. Also at Justin Adams TV. If you're looking for wholesale wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Andrew and I on February 25th, next Friday, a week from tomorrow, we're going to be at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood as we raise money for charity. We're going to be guest bartenders from 7 until 9 to help our fellow host at the station, David Hurlbutt, and his lovely wife beat breast cancer. Greenfield's is donating 25% of their sales to help David and Monette, also part of the night. No cover to see one of the best cover bands in town, 
finalized. Mark it down. Mason and I slinging drinks with heavy pours. A week from tomorrow, Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar to help beat breast cancer. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Okay, Justin, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some college quarterbacks. NFL.com's Bucky Brooks ranked the top five players at every position heading into the NFL draft. This is how he ranks the quarterbacks. Number one, Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. They say he has small hands. He might drop because of that. Matt Corral, gunslinger. Malik Willis, probably the most athletic guy in the draft coming out of Liberty. Sam Howell, a lot of people thought he was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft coming out of North Carolina last year. And then Desmond Ritter did a terrific job with the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is what Brooks writes. Pickett is the headliner of the class with a combination of swagger, athleticism, and arm talent that will pique the interest of coaches searching for a franchise quarterback with the intangibles to spark a turnaround. The former Pitt standout is the most pro-ready of the prospects due to his experience and expertise running an offense with pro-style concepts. Willis has a boom or bust potential with an intriguing set of tools that will have some coaches comparing him to Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson as a possible one-man show at the next level. If the Broncos are forced to draft a quarterback with the ninth pick. Which guy do you like better? Do you want the guy, he does have smaller hands, Mm -hmm. in Pickett, who, from what I understand, blew everybody away at the Senior Bowl with his interviews, and he's got tons of talent, or do you want the guy in Willis who has tremendous upside, and some are saying he could be the next Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? I would take the guy who could be the next Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. I would take Willis. And I get it, Kenny Pickett, it just seems more like the quote quote safer pick, which is a good thing, right? Like you want to have that safer quarterback, pro star ready, all these other different things, right? But I need somebody who's going to go and compete and beat Patrick Mahomes in this division. I need somebody who's going to be explosive enough that when plays break down, which they do, and let's be very honest with this offensive line that the Broncos have, it breaks down a lot. He could get out of situations and make things happen down the field. So I will go and take Malik Willis. And I would trust your coaching staff, right? Nathaniel Hackett, he's supposed to be that quarterback whisperer, right? Mm-hmm. I would trust your staff, and I would trust what you could do with Malik Willis, with the type of talent that he brings uh, to the Broncos. I would definitely go and draft him. If Willis, from the neck up, mm-hmm. masters the whiteboard, and he's got a high football IQ, there's no doubt I'm taking him. Mm-hmm. But if that guy is Pickett, I'm absolutely taking him. You know, we talk a lot about quarterbacks coming into the NFL out of the draft, and we look at their measurables. Uh, I know somebody who did that, John Elway. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you talk about raw athletic talent, Paxton Lynch was terrific. He just couldn't stop playing Xbox at his cousin's house. And by the way, that's not an exaggeration. His cousin told me that. (laughs) Want to hear the story? Yeah, go ahead, please. So I'm at a Broncos game, and I am outside on the concourse at halftime having a cigarette and just chatting and this guy recognized me. So we start talking, we start talking about Paxton Lynch and he brings up to me. I think the problem with Paxton is he can't get off the Xbox. He's at my house all the time. So with that, and I digress, I want the guy with the higher football IQ. I want the guy with the faster processor. I was not, I was not a fan 
of Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I've been on record saying that for a long time. Andrew loved him. I like his athleticism, but I don't think his processor is there. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones' processor is there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Broncos should have taken Mac Jones, but I'd rather have the guy from the neck up. For sure. Tom Brady wasn't overly athletic. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a huge arm. He had measurables where he was tall, and he had a good enough arm. Peyton Manning never had a strong arm. He certainly wasn't mobile. Right. Um. But when you look at the new age quarterback, right, mm-hmm. new age quarterback mm-hmm. in Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and listen, Justin Herbert, he's not a new age guy. Oh, yeah, yes, actually is because he runs quite a bit or he has the ability to run. I'm not talking about extended right. plays, um, but I want the guy with the faster processor. Okay. That's where I'll go. And I'm not in those interview rooms, so I'm not going to judge a guy based on what I see on, quote, film. I want to know what this guy's like in an interview. I do too. But the the thing about Malik, you know who else is really good uh, on tape, Jordan Love. And we already see what Nathaniel Hackett tried to do with Jordan Love with for the, with a couple of seasons. They have given up on him, man. Haven't they ever? Uh, but I will say this with Malik Willis: it comes down to a couple of things you can't teach. You have to have somebody who can make plays when everything breaks down. That's the one thing for me. Another thing too is, can your coaching staff? be able to bring the type of offense that can help out your quarterback and bring out the best of your quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the one thing that does need to be brought up, okay, Malik Willis, what type of system does he come from? He comes from the system where, right, RPO, and you also, you look to the sideline, you get the play from the sideline, you go to the line of scrimmage. You know what the play is? Go. Want me to tell you what the play is? You have three flashcards. Yep. One is of Yogi Bear, the other one's of a <laughs> right, banana, right. and the other one is a Harley motorcycle. And you get to pick what you want. And that's why it was so impressive for me. By the way, Paxton Lynch, Yeah, that was his playbook, too. And that's why he could never adjust. Hey, you could make the argument that it was the playbook, too, of Justin Herbert when he was at Oregon. Because there wasn't a lot of times that he was at huddle, come out the huddle and everything, right? Especially right. at Oregon. So it just matters that how fast can he go and adjust from the look to the sideline, let me look at the defense, make a play, and go from there, right? Can he go to the line of scrimmage? diagnose the defense, and as you say, does he have that processor? Does he have that fast processor right. to know, when I go to the line of scrimmage, this is where the ball should go? I don't think you can teach processor. I don't think you can teach it. But you could teach. You can guide somebody. But, th- but that's the thing. Can you guide him enough? Right? If, if that is an issue, again, we're not in the interview room, but can you go and make the plays and the reads simple enough initially to where, if that is something, that he could get up to speed? Can you go and do that as a coach? You could go and create plays, and you could create situations where that does happen. You can do that with virtual technology. Okay. Right? Right. right. You can do that wearing those glasses. Mm-hmm. and you, you can do that in practice. But once the game hits, and you and I talked about this walking out of the yeah, show yesterday. Well, yeah. Okay. You will revert back to your bad habits. Yes. Okay. When the pressure is on Tim Tebow, Mm -hmm. and I'll bring him up, Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow went to lots of quarterback coaches, Mm -hmm. but when the play broke down, he became Tim Tebow of old, which was running from bees. And you know, another thing you could do is the first 15 plays, you could script out something where you know, oh, this is the way that they light up generally, so you could script it out. But it's... But but you're a great quarterback in the fourth quarter, not the first quarter. But that's my point, is that, again... Can you get somebody where the play breaks down? Can you get somebody who knows where to throw the football? To be very honest, can you get somebody to do what Matt Stafford did? 
Super Bowl. Your team's down by no four. look pass to Cooper Cup. Those are the type of things you can't teach. Right. I think that too many people fall into the trap of measurables. Mm-hmm. Strong arm can make all the throws. Mobile. And all of that you see on tape. And all, and, and all that's great. Wait, no, add one thing. Hand size. Right? And I know that's important in everything. Joe Burrow's hand size. Well, hand size is important when it's wet and you, you might be susceptible to fumbles. But can you make plays, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. Can you make plays? And if there's one guy that I'm going to take over everybody else, and I get it, I'm going to take the guy that, yes, every quarterback, and, it, and I don't get this boom or bust potential. Every player in the NFL has boom or bust potential. Let me ask you. I believe it was Mozart that wrote his first concerto at the age of three. Mm-hmm. Was it Mozart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Salvador Dali, I'm sure, started painting uh, at a very early age. Is that a talent? Meaning the way your brain functions, that you could just see something and write it, is that a God-given talent? Yes. How come we never talk about that when it comes to when it comes to quarterbacks? Great point. We talk about physical gifts. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about mental gifts. Peyton Manning, from what I understand, has a photographic memory. The story goes, when he got to Denver, he asked somebody for a media guide. And he went through it probably pretty quick like he was speed reading. And he walked into the Broncos headquarters. Hi, Justin. Hi, Janet. Hi, Mary. Hi, Steve. Because he remembered everybody's pictures. That's a gift. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about arm strength and mobility. Mm -hmm. And while that's important, what you have upstairs with your processor, Mm -hmm. being able to diagnose defenses when you have five seconds left on the play clock, we don't see that as a talent. But it is a talent. It's what Tom Brady mastered. It's what Joe Montana mastered. And, again, that's the deal. Is that something that Kitty Pickett has mastered? Like, we haven't brought up Matt Corral. We haven't brought up Seb Howe. We haven't brought up Desmond Ritter, which a lot of guys really like Desmond Ritter because of his size. But I'm just going back to when I'm looking for somebody to go and compete for the next decade. You want somebody to compete? You have to have somebody who's going to compete. You have to have somebody who's going to go to Arrowhead Stadium and beat Patrick Mahomes. Right. You have to have somebody who goes to Los Angeles and beat Justin Herbert. By the way, you know who else reportedly has a photographic memory? You're not going to like this answer. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Well, there you go. Right. It is what it is. Yep. <laughs> it is what it is. Kind of explains his career, yeah, doesn't it? Really it does. And when he said, I think it was after his first Super Bowl, that I'm still learning and I have a long way to go, you're thinking, holy cow. Right? Yeah. So processor is important. I'll ask you straight up. Who would you take? Broncos have ninth pick. All the quarterbacks are still there. Out of all these guys, who do you take? How, how did the interviews go? How'd they do on the whiteboard? Because I've, I've, I've left things out. What kind of swagger does a guy have? Right, right. Okay? What kind of confidence does he have? Uh, I, you and I didn't do the show together during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but, I, but I, I gave a comparable to Joe Burrow. If you had to give a comparable to Joe Burrow, who would it be? Well, at the time, everybody would say Joe Montana. They're wrong. Right. They're wrong. Uh, that's a great question. That's a really good question. Let, let me hear yours, hear yours first. Hear Joe yours. Namath. And I'll okay. tell you why. Okay. Yep. Yep. Joe Namath had a rocket for an arm yeah. and bad knees. He had confidence and swagger. Yes, he did. The clothes he walks around in, he's not He's not a pretender like a Cam Newton with the canary three-piece suit and the Fez hat. That's made up. You look like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. You're trying too hard. When you see Joe Burrow in a turtleneck with a rope 
and a and a vest like I'm wearing, mm-hmm. right? A waistcoat. Yeah. That just looks cool on him. That's who he is. This is the guy who was asked about his career before the Super Bowl. I mean, this took some chutzpah. That's Yiddish, by the way. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of nerve. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you knew that. I got it. I got it. He was asked about his career. And if he if he played if he didn't play for LSU, would he have been the number one pick? And would he be playing in the Super Bowl? And he said, Well, I can tell you right now, if if I had to play for that community college and Clum and uh in uh, Columbus, Ohio, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Do you know that story, Danny? Uh, yeah, I remember you saying it on the show. Wow. I could not verify he, it. but uh, A guy who is from Ohio, <laughs> who plays down the road from Ohio State, referred to the Buckeyes as a community college. <laughs> that takes some chutzpah. Think about this for a second as well with Joe Burrow. After he won a title at LSU, what's the first thing he did? He popped a cigar in his mouth and he lit it in the locker room. That's what he did with the Bengals. He has swagger. He has talent, but he has swagger. Montana didn't have that swagger. Neither did Peyton Manning. Neither did Tom Brady. But swagger only takes you so far. That's right. But he's got that. So to me, he doesn't have the arm of a Joe Namath. I mean, he was a specimen back then. But Joe Namath is clubbing and walking around in first. And some teams, right, some players, some franchises need that type of player with that type of swagger That's to right. take a very terrible franchise, right. the Cincinnati Bengals, to the next level. He kept, he kept saying, why are you calling us an underdog? We're not an underdog. We deserve to be here. That's a Joe Namath comment. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the guy who won the Super Bowl. This video has gone viral. At the Rams celebration yesterday, a female photographer fell off the stage right in front of Matthew Stafford and his wife. She fractured her spine when she fell, and she's in the hospital right now. We will tell you what the initial reaction of Matthew Stafford was at the time. And when we tell you, you're going to be like, this guy's a jackass. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Justin Adams TV, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Okay, in a video that has gone viral from yesterday's Rams Super Bowl celebration, photographer Kelly Smiley fell off the stage right in front of Matthew Stafford and his wife immediately after the fall. Stafford said, oh, my God, turned around, took a sip of water from his water bottle and walked away while his wife tried, I believe, although the video cut off. I'm guessing she tried to help Smiley. Smiley fractured her spine when she fell and is still recovering from the hospital. 
as a postscript note, um, the Staffords and the Rams, because they started a GoFundMe page, uh, Smiley's medical expenses will now be picked up by the Rams and the Staffords and the camera equipment after she fell and again fractured her spine during the Super Bowl parade. Let's. That's great that he's doing. Right, that. it is. It's great that he's it doing. Is, that. It is. What were your impressions of Stafford when you saw this? Well, first of all, I didn't think it was a bottle of water that he was drinking. That is the initial thing that I saw. Okay. Um, and to see him walk away from that type of situation is something that, I, to me, you're the leader of the team. I get everybody celebrating. But to see that and walk away or not to go and lend a hand or to go and get some help was a coward move, just to be honest. Very coward move, especially as a man, too. With your wife around, with your family around, huge cowardly move. I want to get a reaction from the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. This coming from Matt. Mm -hmm. I actually think Stafford's a good dude, that he just had too much to drink. Him and his wife are doing the right thing. I agree that he is doing the right thing, and that's great. And I'm sure he's a good dude, and other people have told me he's a good dude. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, character is defined by what you do when you believe nobody is watching. Right. And he showed no character there. It's as almost if when he walked away, he was laughing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad dude, but there are certain moments in your life where certain things happen and how you react in the moment is how you are going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry uh, to sound like get off your lawn guy. I don't care that he was drunk. I really don't. I've been drunk and you have been drunk. Mm -hmm. If I was wasted, if I was blazing for the previous three hours and i saw somebody fall off the stage i would not turn around and walk away i i wouldn't i'm sorry um i've never been in that situation but i would not turn around and walk away i wouldn't it's great what he's doing now but shame on you shame on you the only way that i would i don't care if you're drunk it's an excuse well, the only way again that you would make any effort of turning around, right, would be to get some more help. Not to go and say, oh, my God, well, that sucks. Well, let me drink some of this bottled water. Right? Okay. Somebody said to me, Danny, might have been you. Maybe he was going to get help. If I'm going to get help. You're running. I, exactly. You're not, you're not going to walk I am away. not turning around and chassing with my teammates. Maybe he did go get help. That is a moment from the from the height of that stage. That is an emergency moment where she's probably writhing in pain, mm -hmm. that is not a say, oh, my God, slowly turn around. Take. I'm not thinking about taking a sip of water when I see somebody fall off a stage. Right. I'm not taking a sip of water. I am finding somebody, or at the very least, I'm walking briskly. He looked like a guy who didn't care. And got caught in a moment. And got caught in a moment. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but unfortunately... No, he, you, had, you had an extreme bad moment, right? He did. And it's good that him and his family, as well as the Rams, it's are great. going to pay for this. And it's perfect. But it should serve to him specifically because we could all grow, right? We are not we are not always where we are That's at this right. moment, right? We're either getting better or getting worse, right? right? You're not always going to be where you are. I agree. So this is an opportunity for him yep. to say, even at a, at a place where I'm celebrating one of my greatest achievements of my professional career, right? Right that there's still an opportunity for me to grow. I agree with you. Would you agree, though, would you agree, though, when you ask somebody a question, 
and they give you an initial answer quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they backtrack and say, I shouldn't have said that. That's no. fair. Yeah. However, your initial reaction is it's who you are. And it's always the most honest. It's who you are, especially at that moment. But right. I go back again to it's an opportunity for him to grow. But at that moment, yes, it showed immaturity. It showed cowardice. And it's not uh, it's not becoming of what you should be as a quarterback in the NFL. You ever see the movie Tin Cup? I have not. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay, there's a character, David Sims, played by Don Johnson. Very, very likable on camera. Mm-hmm. But then when the cameras go off... He is an absolute jerk. I'm not suggesting Matthew Stafford is a jerk. I'm saying his initial reaction showed his character Mm -hmm. at that moment. Doesn't mean he can't change, but he showed who he was. If he would have run, how in the world, if you see somebody fall from the stage, you have time to take a drink of water. How do you have the time? Well, you think nobody's looking? Uh, when you're in a mode where you're celebrating your own accomplishments and you think everything's about you, right? And again, and I get it, right? I get celebrated. I've been a part of, you know, championships, um, not Big 12 championships, Big 12 North championships, but I've been a part of things like that before. Let me ask you. Yes. When you've had, okay, people have said he had a lot to drink. Let me ask you. I've had more no, than a few. But you, you no, 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 no. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm going to be fair for a second before I lay down the hammer. You've had more than a few drinks yes, in I your have. life. I've had more than a few drinks in your life. Danny, I'm sure you've had a few drinks in your life. When something happens significant, do you become overreactive when you're drunk? Generally. Yeah. Over emotional. Yes. So when you see somebody fall off that stage, at the very least, when you've been drinking, you become over-emotional. He had no emotion. Zero. Oh. As if nothing happened. He turned around, said, oh, my God. Very slowly took a drink of water. And from what we saw, because the video cut off, he walked away. Generally speaking, your emotions are higher. That's why bar fights happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And he showed no emotion. So for his sake, I hope he wasn't drunk because most people would have reacted. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? I just want to say too about the Matthew Stafford thing. You guys have made a lot of good points. Um, But I think there's a chance that maybe because like Justin said, he's so caught up in everything that the day was that maybe he didn't really register as quickly how severe the situation was. But it's a good, it it was a bad look and uh, you guys made a good argument that Maybe the uh, sober actions were, or the drunk actions represented the sober thoughts you know for Matt Stafford. You know what it's like? You see a burning house, and you know there's a child inside. Does your instinct tell you to run inside that house or just stand there? You're not a coward for not running into a burning house because you might die in there. To, you might die in there. But what's your? What does your first instinct tell you? If my daughter's in that house, I'm running in that house. Right? What What's your first instinct? His first instinct was to walk away. That's all I'm saying. And hopefully he learns from it. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The Green Bay Packers have made a hire that they uh, probably hope 
will help Aaron Rodgers make the decision to stay in Green Bay. Also, we've got CU and CSU basketball tonight. We'll talk about those squads a little bit and also talk about the coaches in the football programs for both of those schools. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Goodman. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Danny, we have some breaking news. Justin, what do we got? This is coming from Patrick Saunders with the Denver Post from Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Major League Baseball has a form, Major League Baseball Players Association, that a deal must be struck by February 28th to preserve the start of the regular season on March 31st. The union insists that the lockout was implemented in the first place and blames Major League Baseball for the slow-moving negotiations. Of course. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about baseball until they hit the field. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to hear about your fighting. Millionaires and the billionaires don't want to hear about it. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, the Green Bay Packers have reportedly hired Tom Clements as the quarterback coach out of retirement. So Clements was away from football. Now he's back. He was Aaron Rodgers' position coach from 2006 to 2011 for both Rodgers' first Super Bowl and first MVP, or I guess his only Super Bowl, and his first MVP season. Rodgers has spoken highly of Clements, saying that he was a big part of his early development during his NFL career. How much does it sway Rodgers to have his quarterback coach from that time back with the Packers? I'll start it by saying this. If Rodgers is considering going back to the Packers, he said that to Gutenkist. I want Clemens, probably not the other way around. I agree 100%. And it's interesting because didn't was it a report out there that Aaron Rodgers spent, what, three, four days with the Packers after the season ended? Yep. You don't think that's one of the things that were brought up? Right. Just Remember, Randall Cobb is only on the Packers because Aaron wanted Randall Cobb on the Packers. Yeah, his whole beef with wanting to be out of there in the first place yep. was that he didn't have enough say, and it seems like he's starting to get a lot of that say. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Just in case you missed it tonight, CU plays Cal at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and CSU plays New Mexico at 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. Tad Boyle and Nico Medved, fan favorites for the Buff and Ram faithful, respectively. Uh, Justin, I know you're a CU guy, just mm -hmm. like I am. Do you think that CU has a shot at the tournament this year? Uh, at the NCAA tournament? Yeah. No, no. They're not not a not, shot? No, no. They're they're NIT, just too young of a team. Um, but Jabari Walker, he is really, really good. If you're talking about somebody who could leave the program and go into the NBA, 
he's definitely one of those guys who could do so. I hope that he comes back next year because CU would be so, so good with him back. But that's the only guy I see that can leave. But, no, it's just not It's not the Buffs year unless they have some type of run that uh, Oregon State had last year. It's unfortunate that we are not talking about the football programs at both schools because, let's face it, people care more about football than they do about basketball. Even when CU went to the NCAA tournament, the interest was lukewarm at best. This is not Denver is not a good college town. It's not really a great. It, it's not really a great town for college football anyway. But it's certainly not a good town for college basketball. Yeah, good win over Georgetown, but not a whole lot of uh, hoopla right. other than that. No, not right. really. Well, speaking of the football teams, let's turn to the gridiron for those two programs. Which coach do you think is subject to higher expectations right now? Carl Durrell in his third year with Colorado, or Jay Norvell in his first year with Colorado State? It always takes a little Norvell bit. Norvell Dorrell. Yeah. Wow. It's Durrell, but I, I'm just you know, making it right, right. not a good one. I'll just say from experience, it always takes a little bit for a first-year head coach to be able to get his guys in the building. I know things are different with the transfer portal because you could go get, you could really flip the roster quicker. But it's going to take Norvell just a little bit, at least a year or two, just to be able to get his guys fully implemented into what he wants to do. But for Carl Durrell, year number three, and oh by the way, you lost your best, you lost your best running back, wide receiver, cornerback, and several other players in the secondary as well. You better, and I mean better win some games this year listen one of the reasons why those guys transferred Mm -hmm. you have to pin some of the blame on carl durrell that's right yep why are all your best players leaving maybe it's you as for norvell love him i have never said i am excited about colorado state rams football i love this guy they're going to (laughs) they're going to go four wide receivers be able to run the football too (laughs) the mount west Dude, sign me up, man. Sign me up for Rams games. Wait, wait. So you're excited for I'm this. really excited for This is for coming them. from a guy wearing a CU shirt. Yeah, I'm really excited for them, except for when they play against CU next year. And they get blown out, you know, at a... Where is that game at CU or is that CSU? It doesn't matter. Rams don't beat the Buffs anyway. I said it. It doesn't happen. Well, they, they're missing a lot of their best players. That's true. That's okay. I'm excited for CSU football. I, I we, had, we had Norvell on the show. I was fired up. Yeah. I was fired up after he got off the show. He's about to turn that thing around. And you know what? Football in Fort Collins. Yep. Remember, there's a reason why the games are at 5 o'clock and the stands are the way that they are. You need somebody to go and bring that excitement to that community, and he will do just that. No question about it. That's going to do it 2023 in Boulder, 2024 in Fort Collins. Sounds like two W's to me. Well, I'll tell you this. Okay, 2023, I'll tell you this. Colorado State. We'll have a better chance of winning the game in 2023. Want to know why? Why? Because CU will be looking for a new head coach, and Norvell will be in his second year. Ooh. You don't believe, you, you? You think I'm wrong? We should put something on it. No, do you think I'm wrong? You think Durrell survives another year? <sighs> You're the CU guy. Ooh. You're the guy with the best seat on the sidelines. Oh, man. Uh, I want to say yes only because... Yeah, but what do you think? Tell me with your head, not your heart. Uh, I'll say yes because I believe in the coaching staff that he hired. Uh, I really gritted my teeth when I say that, but the bus cannot go through another year where they have another coaching change, especially three years into it. Kind of like the Broncos. Uh, yeah. I like the Broncos. Uh, yeah. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Justin, another fantastic show. Really enjoyed it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Let's do it. Make it the best possible night you can.